Welcome to the Scale with Speed show, where every week, you know every week, I'm bringing you amazing guests, guests that are doing things big out in the marketplace, guests that are pushing themselves and the folks that they're coaching to the next level. And today, today is no different. I have my new friend, Kelly Roach. Hi, Kelly. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for being on the show. I'm going to do a quick intro, um, a lot to cover in this intro. Kelly has done a lot. So Kelly is, I'm going to read this for you. Kelly is a highly sought after business growth strategist on a mission to help 1 million entrepreneurs launch, monetize, and scale their dream businesses. I love that. A million. That's amazing. What a goal. Without compromising their quality of life or going broke in the process, which those are two so important things. Um, she is the host of a top rated podcast, unstoppable success radio and an international best-selling author. And we're going to talk about her new book yes. today, um, which I'm sure will be another bestseller, uh, before launching her own international consulting firm, Kelly was a fortune 500 executive where she was promoted seven times in eight years. Kelly's expertise in working organizations lies in helping drive innovation, leadership development, sales strategy, and profitable growth. And she has been featured in Inc., Forbes, Bloomberg, Business Week, Entrepreneur on Fire, ABC, Good Day, NBC, CW, and many more. <laughs> so welcome, Kelly. Very excited to have Thank you. you. Thank you for the intro, and I'm very excited to be here. Yeah, and awesome. We're going to talk about your new book, Bigger Than You, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And so before we do that, I, I did, did give the quick intro, but you want to spend just three minutes on kind of acclimating the audience to um, who you are? Yeah, absolutely. Well, first and foremost, I'm a wife and mom. So I have a four and a half year old daughter and she's my life. And obviously I'm in love with my husband, Billy as well. So I am a real human. Um, that's my, my first mission. Um, but secondarily, my, mission. my passion, <laughs> yes, my passion in life is helping people to achieve financial freedom. And along the way, as I built and grew my career, I recognized that the best way to help people achieve financial freedom was to help them learn the skills needed to do effective sales, marketing, and team building so that they could get on that path to entrepreneurial freedom and actually have the ability to do that. Because I think a lot of people want financial freedom, but they never really bring together, right? Sure. The two sides of the coin needed in their life to do that. So I dedicated my life to helping to teach the entrepreneurial community the skills that they needed to actually succeed as entrepreneurs because of the millions of businesses that start out there every mm -hmm. single day, still over 90% of them end up failing. And a lot of them, it's because of cash flow, infrastructure, not having the right team and business owner burnout. So I'm kind of, I'm on a mission to help tackle those things and help people to tackle oh. those things so they can get to their goals. I love that. And I think everything you just said is, is completely in line and, and true. And philosophically, um, we're, we're on the same page. And yeah. I think that, that's what the new book's about, right? So yes. bigger than you, let's, let's talk about that concept because I think everything that's you know, in that book is really relevant to the people listening. Yeah, for sure. So bigger than you 
uh, is a movement to end entrepreneurial burnout. And it is a book comprised of everything that I've learned over the last 15 years in my corporate life. Even before I started my own business, I was managing a team of 100 people. I had 17 branches. So I was managing large scale teams. And then when I started my business, I started from day one building my own team. And I very quickly realized that, you know, business owners get capped at a very low, almost entry level salary mm -hmm. if they try to do this thing on their own, mm -hmm. right? And so the only way to truly maximize your, your life and your business as an entrepreneur is if you surround yourself with the right people, learn how to coach, teach, train, and manage them, and understand how to be the kind of leader that's going to get people to invest all of themselves in helping you to move forward the business's mission. Yes, yeah, that's awesome. So talk about team. You said team. So for you, know, I, I talk a lot about, I mean, companies I work with, or, or, or companies, right? I mean, they have multiple folks and, you know, there's this full movement of kind of like solopreneur and mm -hmm. entrepreneur, but, you know, I, I believe, and this is my preference, you're not a real company until you have people. Do you? So yeah, I, I agree. I mean, that's the whole concept bigger than you is <clears throat> if you're the business, all you, all you have is a job that you own. Right. Right. So you need something that is bigger than you if you want to make an impact on the world, if you want to build something sustainable, if you want to create something that you're not going to want to escape from. And so I agree with that philosophy. And we all start small. I always tell the story. I think it was back in 2013 or 2014, I started off with a VA for an hour a week right? And then from there, I went to a part-time contractor and then a full-time contractor. And then I hired my first internal employee and then my second and my third and my fourth. And, you know, the dominoes went from there. You start from where you are with what you've got, but you got to have a plan and a vision. And Amen. that plan and vision has to incorporate others besides yourself. Yeah. I talk a lot about it. And I just wrote a book called Scale with Speed and it's taking your business to the next level fast. Yeah. But what I tell people all the time is, listen, if you're not a business, even if you're pulling a million dollars, $500,000, $2 million of personal income, and tomorrow you get hit by a bus, yep. it's done. So I, the, the, the core philosophy of having an end game and building a sustainable business that has predictability, has recurring revenue, and you have the ability, not that you're going to, but at some point you can sell that asset for a lot of money without mm -hmm. you having to be there. That's a business. And I think yes. in this new mindset, there's so many people out there crushing it. And, and I, I, I applaud them, you know, whether it's a standing up a Shopify website, it's, you know, um, you know, doing something in a solopreneur fashion, but they need to be thinking about that in game and how are you providing and creating enterprise value to someday have a major financial event that's not reliant on you. Exactly. Exactly. And I think, I think there's been a lot that has done disservice to people that are entering the entrepreneurial world today. And I think there's a lot of things that didn't carry over from the corporate world. I think the corporate world gets a really bad name, but mm -hmm. there's some good principle there, right? Sure. 
And, you know, some of those good principles are sales and their marketing. And a lot of entrepreneurs avoid sales and they avoid building a team and they avoid, you know, stepping into the spotlight the way that they need to. And, and also exactly what you're talking about here, having a sellable entity that you are not in the business. And, and it goes back again to the concept bigger than you, right? There's, yeah. there's assets and there's value there beyond just who you are and how you operate in the business. Yeah, totally. And I think if you get into the mindset, I think a lot of entrepreneurs fall short in this. They don't think about the end game. Like, right. what do you what do you want? I mean, most people will think, you know, I want to be a multimillionaire and, you know, I want $50 million. Are you in, are you creating a business and a vehicle that's going to yield you 50 million? Because mm -hmm. even if you're building a million dollars a year, you know, you got to pay taxes and everything. I mean, net, you're pulling, you know, six, 700,000. Yeah. Great living, but you're not going to get to 50 million. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. And, yeah. And so, you know, you know, what I love about this, the, the whole title of the book, Bigger Than You, it's just framing up that concept. It's like, listen, you've got to put so much more in. And now in the book, Kelly, do you talk about, because I, you know, I believe there's a scale, there's a learning curve. It's kind of a bell curve, right? When you're growing a business, you're investing in it. You're, you're sacrificing. Yes. You're not probably taking a salary. You're taking care of your people, but you're doing it because it's bigger than you. And at some mm -hmm. point it's going to pay off. Do you talk about that concept in your book? Yeah, I do. And I actually talk about that concept a lot because I think there are far too many new and emerging entrepreneurs in low six figures or even under the six figure mark that are worried about how much they're pulling out of the business mm -hmm. instead of how much they're putting in the business, Amen. you know, and, and yeah. you are never going to scale and you are never going to build something that's bigger than you that can operate without you. If you're worried about, am I going to get my extra thousand bucks out of the business this month versus right. can I, can I invest another 5,000 this month in advertising? Can I invest another 5,000 in coaching and training? Can I invest another 5,000 in infrastructure so that you can push it up to the next level? Cause I think what people don't realize is if you're focused on scraping and pulling every dollar out of the business that you possibly can, you'll never invest enough in the business to even get the revenue billing at the level yeah. that you want to, to hit your income goal. Like you're taking yourself out of the game the second that you're worried about pulling every dollar out instead of how much more can I put in? I'm not saying be ridiculous, but I'm saying strategically th that's, yeah. that's a huge mindset thing, right? Yeah, it's it's great. I was uh, coaching um, somebody the other day and they were talking about, well, this year I want to take in distributions, you know, a million, whatever. And I had the mindset of saying, listen, are you playing a short-term game or a long-term game? Right. Mm -hmm. Why don't you take, you know, 30% less than you were going to take. Let's reallocate that and invest that in innovation or sales, right. In order. Yeah. So in three years, you're taking a distribution yeah. of three or 4 million versus, yes. you know, playing small, but I think that's a mindset, right? I mean, it's, yes. it's, it's something that has to be taught or you have to experience it through failure. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And, and I think it's important. We all have to hear that and think that and, and go through cycles of that over and over again. Cause I think it's very easy to get in like scarcity mindset of, you know, pulling back. If you have a, a rough season, I see people immediately, you know, they had a bad month, immediately they want to pull back. And I'm like, 
I'm like, good God, that's the worst thing that you can do. I'm like, you right. need to double down on your advertising. Yeah. You need to hire that coach. You need to go put more money in. <clears throat> like when you have a bad season, you need to invest more, not less. And I think, right. you know, obviously fear is a natural thing. It's there to protect you, but you have to push through that and not make, it's exactly what you said, these short-term decisions that actually cut off your success. Yeah. And you know, I, I talk a lot about uh, commitment. You got to, you got to burn the freaking shoves, right? If you're going to do this, you got to be committed. Now I've been an entrepreneur my whole life. I started, I, since I was young, I was selling pencils to watches, to beepers, to just to, to knives, to whatever. I've never had a boss. I started my first company yeah. in college. So I am in my blood through and through an entrepreneur, but I can have, uh, I can empathize or, or somewhat understand if you went into the corporate world, you started making a steady paycheck, making good money, and then you step out of that and you start something, it's harder to commit, right? Because mm -hmm. it's, you're at a point where, you know, if it is a bad month or you're scared, you're like, we well, you know what, I'm going to go back to that comfort zone, which is that job. And you'll never tip to that next point. Right. So mm -hmm. commitment is such a big part of this, isn't it? It is. It's such a big part of this and long-term vision, you know, having a vision and a plan for your life. You know, I was talking to someone the other day and I was saying, you know, if you have an extra $10,000, you know, this month, right. You have a choice between putting it in a savings account and getting zero interest, right. You can put it back into your business and count on yourself and get a 50, a hundred, a 500% return. You can put it in the stock right. market, depending on the month, maybe you get a 5%, 8%, 12%, whatever. But you look at the different ways that you can invest that money. And to me, and I, I had this conversation with my husband the other day, because I, I have a second business that I'm in early stage with, with a partner. And we've invested, God, $50,000, $60,000 already this year each. And I said, I can get a better return on investment investing in myself than right. I can putting it in the bank or the stock market or real estate. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I know how to grow a business, right? But you yeah. have to have that long-term vision of this is a decision I'm making today that is for my family 5, 10, 15 years from now. This isn't a decision I'm making today for tomorrow, right? Yeah, it's not a short game. It's a long game, right? I mean, I think yeah. this, this, this concept bigger than you to me screams long game, right? So I think right. this mindset of quick money and entrepreneurial and success overnight. And, yeah. you know, that's a short game strategy, right? Trends yeah. are going to happen. I mean, you've got to build a sustainable business that can be recession proof, that has a long-term strategy that is focused on creating value and predictability that at some point, if you want, you can have some sort of financial liquidity event, I, I believe. Exactly. I agree with that. I totally agree. And you know what? And here's what I would say to someone that's sitting here listening and saying, but I don't want to have, I don't want to sell. I don't want to, I want to own the business. The best way to build a good business is to wake up every day and act like you're going to sell that business. Hey, Even if I you have that. no yeah. intent. And I actually did a whole podcast on this. The best way to build a good business and make the right decisions is every day wake up to pretend like you're going to sell that business. If you want to hit that big, hairy, ridiculous, yeah. audacious income goal, pretend right. like you're going to sell the business because you'll make the right kinds of decisions, right? Yeah. Yeah. This is a great concept. And I love yeah. how you, you frame that up because I talk to a lot of people, you know, and they say, listen, I just want a lifestyle business. I'm going to do, you know, this, I'm going to be, you know, happy. I'm saying, yep. listen, just build it 
to where you have the option. Yes, exactly. Just, like, you know, why not have the option? I mean, so, you know, and, and here's the good news. If you're building it to sell, you're increasing your margin, you're growing scale, you can take large distributions, but yes. then you have freedom as having choices. And if you build it in a position where you could sell it, you have a choice. It's an option, right? Yeah, absolutely. And that, but, and that's the whole thing is setting, making decisions in your life every day that give you options. You're backed into a corner, you make bad decisions. You have choices, you make good decisions. So right. that's, that's it right there. So for the folks listening right now and, and they're you know, growing a business, they're thinking about starting a business, they're in a business, you know, what, when you meet with somebody, where's the place you say, Hey, we need to invest in. Is it, you know, I know it, it, it's dependent upon the business, but you know, is it a general, it's like, Hey, listen, we got to put more effort in revenue generating activities. You need more marketing. We've got to fix culture. It has to be operations. Like where do you usually start? Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it, it is totally dependent on the business and, and where their gaps are, but, but the trends of course, are typically that there's not enough time spent by the business owner or the employees on profit producing activities. It's almost always, I find that any new organization mm -hmm. that I start working with, whether it's a small business or a big business, there's hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars on the table, easy money, right. just because people yeah. are spending their time on nonsense. So yep. that's number one. Number two is systems. So, so much wasted time and energy when yeah. you don't have things documented, mm -hmm. systematized, mapped out in an A to Z process that an entry level person can follow and implement for you. Um, so systems, number two. And then number three, learning how to build and grow a profit producing team. I find that the vast majority of small businesses that do have teams, they've built these armies of people that do tactical tasks mm. for them. Yeah. They don't produce money. They don't yeah. understand the financials. They're not concerned with whether or not the business is hitting its, you know, obligations or its goals or its budget. And that's created by the business owner, not the employees. It's not the employee's responsibility to do that. It's the employer's responsibility to create a mindset and accountability and a structure for the role and set each employee up to bring in money for the firm, which is a lot of what I talk about in the book. Like, how do you do that? How do you get every employee to 4X so that yeah. they're bringing in four times what they cost in profits each month in your business? Yeah, you're totally right. I feel like we're almost kindred spirits. <laughs> yes. The, you yes. Know, yes. I talk about a concept called the money sheet. And it, the money sheet is all day, every day. How are you spending 75% of your day, every day, on revenue generating activities? Mm -hmm. What are the six to eight things that day that are going to get you closer to your monthly target, right? And if yes. it's not going to do that, you don't spend time there. I mean, it, it, exactly. it fascinates me how much time per day, whether it's the owner, the CEO, a, a worker bee, mid-level management, senior management, that we, is wasted on non-revenue generating activities. And so I, exactly. you know, that's, that's exactly where I start. So that's refreshing yeah. to see you say that, yeah. but I mean, it's, uh, and it's, it's simple, right? It, you need to, what is the accountability? How do you get in rhythm? How do you take massive action? And how do you take massive focus on those activities and do them? And if you do them, you're exactly. going to get a result, right? That's right. That's it. That's absolutely right. Absolutely right. Yeah. So 
what what other really great nuggets can you share? Are you comfortable sharing that that are in the book? Well, I think first and foremost, it's that most people are of the mindset that you build a team once you are successful and running a very big profitable business. Mm -hmm. What people don't understand is the way that you get a successful, big profitable business is by building a winning team. So reverse those two things and you uncap your growth and you uncap your potential. So I, I would say that's a huge one for anybody listening. And it doesn't matter whether you have an existing team and maybe you stagnated or held back from hiring that next person because you don't want the pressure on yourself or on the existing team members to perform mm-hmm. at the next level. Um, or whether you're a new business owner that is like, where am I going to get the money from? How am I going to do it? You're going to need to go out and sell something. Right? right. And so I said, I was talking to a client the other day and she's like, well, you know, if I do this next level thing, then I have to produce these extra thousand dollars, you know, a couple thousand dollars a month in sales. And I said, and that's exactly why you need to do it. Amen. Because if there's no positive pressure to have Love to it. perform, it's easy to say exactly where you are. And that's exactly what will happen. Right. Yeah, no, I think, yeah, I was just going to say, I mean, it's good pressure, right? By doing it's that, I mean, several things come, you get a, you get a new sense of responsibility, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I, I know when, um, you know, I'm managing, you know, a company and, and you have several hundred employees, when you go to bed at night, or I say team members, when you go to bed at night, you have a fiduciary duty yes. to do your best because it's somebody's you know, husband, wife, mother, brother, sister, you know, that you're helping take care of. Yeah. Right. And they're taking care of you and the company, but you have a new level of responsibility, right. Which creates urgency, which creates pressure, right. Which creates momentum, which drives commerce. I mean, all these things are really good. And I think it's like you said, it's a great pressure, right. And, And having team to me is, is so important because it creates chemistry you you're you're bigger than one now and you start to create something that's really cool and um one thing i love is uh is culture yeah and you can't have a culture if it's just you right exactly exactly it's important you talk about culture in the book i do i do and i'm i'm a huge believer that you know people say like being an entrepreneur is so lonely it's only lonely if you don't surround yourself with other amazing, yeah. brilliant people that want the same things you do. And that's a choice, right? Mm-hmm. And so I, I think culture is a huge part of enjoying being a business owner and enjoying right. the journey and loving what you do every day. It's, it's working with other talented, exceptional people that you right. handpick to be on this journey with you. Yeah. And I think I want to hit on something you said is you have to love it. You have to have passion, Mm -hmm. but I think people get confused because so many people, I say it, you got to love what you do. You got to be passionate. But with that, that doesn't mean it's going to be easy. That doesn't mean that you're not going to have extremely tough days. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think a lot of times people take that and say, Oh, well that person was just lucky or that's just how entrepreneurs, you know, say things. They just say that, you know, but it, it is true, but the audience needs to know that part of that journey is pain, but you yeah. can still go through the pain and love what you do. I mean, it's like, you know, working out, right? I mean, when you're working out, sometimes it's painful, right? You don't want to get up at 5 a.m. and you don't want to go on that run and, you know, it, it, it hurts, but when you get 30 minutes into it, you yeah. start 
feeling it and it's part of that journey, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, amen to that. And I think there's been a lot of fluffy, frou-frou uh, internet talk about, you know, do what you love and, you know, all of right. that. And that's great. Yes. Yes. We all want to do what we love and that's what this is all about, but you're absolutely right. The, the there is a price to pay for getting to do what you love and yeah. that means there's going to be sacrifice and there's going to be tolerance and discipline and and a lot of growth that you have to go through to get to that point of the pinnacle of, of what you're trying to create in your life and really right. creating that thing that you're so proud of and so passionate about right so everybody always wants to know like successful you know uh business people what is your routine? Like, do you have, do you pray? Do you meditate? Do you exercise? Do you do none of them? Do you go <laughs> shoot guns on the weekend? Like what, what, what do you do? I pray, I meditate, I exercise, talk to myself a lot. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I work out with a trainer during my business day, a couple of days a week. So I have a personal trainer that's really important to me. And I intentionally build that into my work week because I think it's, I think part of functioning as a high level CEO includes taking care of yourself. Me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, meditate in the morning and at night before bed, lots of water, lots of coffee, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, personal development, learning growth, um, you know, the usual stuff, you know, the usual stuff. And right. you know, that th there's a reason why you hear those same things over and over again from successful people because they work. Right. Yeah. They do. Yeah. The other thing I tell people to do, and you, you mentioned this earlier, is bet on yourself and invest in yourself. Mm -hmm. No matter what level you're at, there's always another level. Yep. And I talk a lot about the difference between advice and counsel. Okay. So advice is something anybody can just offer and give you. Counsel mm -hmm. comes through an authority. And what yes. I mean by that is when I'm coaching somebody and they'll say, well, you know, this, you know, this person told me to do this. And I said, well, are they at the level that you want to be? At? I say that all the time. Have, yeah. have they, have they achieved or exceeded what you want out of your life? And if they haven't, that's just noise. So mm -hmm. I, it's so important to have a coach and a personal, you know, development, but surround yourself with people you know, I don't care who's listening. If you want to be the best yoga trainer in the world, then go find the best current yoga trainer in the world, right? If you exactly. want to, you know, be the best salesperson, go find a salesperson, but you need to surround yourself with people that can elevate you and bring you up and, and, and teach you things to avoid that they've probably failed. And yeah, been exactly. Exactly. You know? Yeah. I, I think that's, that is something that it's very important to learn because as you go to elevate and as you go to grow and become more, all of a sudden you're going to be getting all of these very strong opinions from many well-intended people. Sure. Um, and if you don't have a very definitive mindset around only accepting the advice of individuals that are where you want to be, Right. You can make a lot of mistakes and get yourself in a lot of trouble really quickly. Yeah, yeah. totally. Okay, any, any other tips from bigger than you um, that you can give to the audience before we start to wrap up? I would just say don't accept burnout as a way of life 
because it's mm. not meant to be that way. And so, you know, I said, I'm on a mission to end entrepreneurial burnout. And so the, the book is about team, but really in disguise, it's about ending entrepreneurial burnout. So I would say, don't accept that. You, you deserve better. And right. if, if you're experiencing that, that just means there's like some, some growth opportunity there, you know, stretch yourself in a new and different way right. um, and, and be open to understanding how you got there and what you can do to get out of it. Yeah. And it is, it's such a grind. So, I mean, is there one tip because, you know, we, we talked about this before so many entrepreneurs, I mean, and I believe this so strongly, I always talk about tipping points. They're so close to tipping to success, but they usually tip and they fail and they yeah. give up because they're burned out. They're tired. They're, you know, they, they think they can't do it. They think that they can't invest anymore. So what, you know, in the book, you, it sounds like you're addressing that. Like, how do you, yeah. what's a way to start not being burned out? Well, raise your prices. Um, right. Most people are, I mean, it is an, it is an epidemic amongst small business owners and entrepreneurs that they are undercharging. Mm. I mean, it's one of the very first things that I do with almost every new client. I, I, I am known for helping clients to raise their prices by 50% or more within wow. their first month of working with me. And so I would say a lot of times burnout is just charging too little for what you do that's causing you to serve too many people. Yeah. But people have gotten in their heads this um, go big or go home concept and bigger right. is not necessarily better. Yeah. You know, they, it, right. So revenue does not equate to net. Yeah. And so being really totally. clear on that is super important. That's a big step you can take. And then the other one is you said it already. It's get outside counsel from the yeah. right people, from the right, right. people. Yeah. 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 Great. Well, I can't wait to get the book and it's, it's available now on Amazon, right? It's available now on Amazon. You can get the soft cover on Amazon. You can get the hard cover on the website. And uh, yeah, I'd love, I'd love every listener to get their copy. I, I need a signed copy. <laughs> we will send you a signed copy. All right, great. So where, uh, Kelly, if somebody's interested in engaging you for, you know, coaching or any of your services, what's the best way for everybody to find you? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm, I'm online. I'm doing live streams. I'm on Instagram. I'm on, you know, Facebook all the time. So I'm, I'm easy to track down, but I would say my tip for all the listeners is check out unstoppable success radio because we, we bring really powerful lessons in entrepreneurship every single week that will help you grow faster, run smarter, get to your goals faster. Okay. Is that Stitcher's iTunes, your website? What's the best place to? Yeah, it's everywhere. It's on Stitcher, yeah. iTunes, um, Spotify. It's, yeah, it's on the website, kellyroachcoaching.com. Yeah. Okay, great. Any last tip you want to share with anybody? Just believe in yourself. Don't give up. You know, trust that you are here for a reason. Keep putting one foot in front of the other and you will get there. I love it. Well, thank you for being on. And as always, so yeah, this is the Scale with Speed Show. I'm your host, Judge Graham. You can find me at judgegram.com um, or most of all my social handles are at Judge Graham. And we'll see you next week.